Welcome to episode two of Different Breed Podcast. This is Tristan Newton and Josh Cohn. This week we are touching on mindset and limiting beliefs. We have met with a group of small business owners and realtors talking about what is holding them back in their business, in their life, and how to maneuver through those difficult situations. Hopefully you guys find some great value. So I'm just really grateful to be here and honored that Trista would invite me to something like this because, uh, you know, I've struggled tremendously in this area. Like a lot of you guys, you know, um, most of what, you know, I've learned to develop in my own skill set is really just because I've been to such a low place with my mindset. And just like with fitness and working out, I view it very much alike that if you don't use it, you lose it, right? So, you know, with your mindset, guys, like a lot of what, you know, really is going to help you guys out and that I could hopefully add some value that you guys can take away some actionable steps today to walk away and actually, you know, get some, some change. Cause if I, you know, am here talking to you guys and you guys don't do anything, then to me, that's like a waste of my time and your time. And that's not really what I came here to do or for Trista. So, you know, what I'd like to focus on just like in the primarily is just really talk a little bit about like, you know, like anything in life, like what you feed it is what's going to like create like that result, right? Just like in real estate or, whatever you guys, you know, do in life, you, you got to focus on and put some time in those areas. So like for me, you know, the, the first things, you know, that I would say is like what you are putting in your ears and what you're spending your time, like your downtime with is going to be a big factor in controlling. And when you get in a bad mindset, you can get yourself out of there. So um, let's, um, let's, ask one of your your people just a like maybe an example of like with their business with their life with their career with their family like something that is like that's kind of hold them back from mindset whether it's be like you know the interest rates are too high right now or you know the economy is not right or it's a little bit cold outside or you know something to that effect so Sure. We're going to, we're going to pick on Dennis today. Dennis Garrett, I see you. What is something you're going to have to unmute yourself to, to talk here. What is something that you feel is holding you back in your business? Uh, Basically kind of a lack of motivation right now. The weather has been good. I was doing a lot of door knocking and stuff last year and I had some very good leads, but uh, I haven't really done much over the last couple of months. Okay. And just from lack of motivation? Yes. All right. So I think that comes back to really, um, there is no such thing as always being motivated, right? You've got to do the things you don't want to do to get to the places you want to go. Um, so does that oh, where you're going with this, Jeff? Yeah, so let, me, let me ask you this, Dennis. Like, what do you feel like gets you in those mindsets? Do you feel like it's a lack of opportunities? Or do you feel like it's a a low quality of lead flow that you're getting from your source? Actually, I think it's a low quality of lead flow. I've signed up to several other other things, and they just haven't been beneficial. So there's been yeah. some money going out, not enough money coming in. Is this from like paid ads, if you don't mind me asking? I, I use Market Leader, and I've used some other things I have not paid for ads at all, with the exception of marketing. But I haven't 
done advertising. I used to do a lot of advertising through Facebook, and as a result, I got a lot of people that would follow and a lot of people that would go to my market leader, and I was able to turn many of those. But I just haven't done the Facebook in a long time. Right. I can understand that. So what leads you to believe, Dennis, if you if you don't mind me asking again, like those to be low qualified leads? Pardon? Like, why do you think that those leads are low qualified or like uh, not qualified for you? I I think they're the ones I've gotten have been qualified. I've done a number of sales okay. from those and, and some repeat business on a couple of them. Um, but there just there just hasn't been a lot of activity coming out of that area in the past six months to a year. Right. So you just don't think it's enough, like enough like volume for you? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I see. So what well, I, I think that would be for in my mind, just not knowing all the stuff with it, I would say more actual steps to create more flow. So more cold calling, more messages, more reach outs, you know. Um Trista, I know, has a rule of 500. So, um, and I don't think maybe in one day, but if you can, you know, increase your volume as far as like your reach outs or your ad spend or what you're doing, or maybe it's the source of of how you're doing it. Yeah, but, but I do have to reach out more than no doubt about it. And I was, I've got a large database that I've accumulated over the years of listings that have expired or canceled or been withdrawn. And I go through those, and I've got it broken out by geographic areas. So I have been knocking on doors for those specific people. And yeah. a couple of those have turned out to be pretty good, but they're looking at six months down the road. Yeah. So one thing that I would say is, you know, they call it the success cycle. And um, I'm not sure who coined the term, but, you know, with action, kind of like what I'm saying, more action behind what you're going after you end up getting a better result, which ends up shifting your mindset because when you see a bigger result, like how does that make you motivated, right? Yeah. Right. Like when you see more of a result, then your brain goes, well, okay, cool. Like this is working. So then you put more action behind that step and then you get a bigger result and then your brain goes, it's working even more, right? And that's how you build momentum in the right way. And it also works the wrong way too, right? Because if it's um, not working or not working as well as you want it to, like, you know, you're going to, it's the, the fitness and, and health example is something that I could just think of and give you guys the best example, because with our clients, when they put the lack of effort towards their workouts and their eating and their water and all the things that we hold them accountable for, like they get a less result and then they think it's not working Yeah, not because what we teach doesn't work. It's because their lack of effort. Right. But when they build the trust and just go all in or even 80%, they end up crushing it and they're like, oh my God, it's working so amazingly. And they put more effort behind it because they know it's working. Right. Right. But this works with everything, even with what you guys do with life, um, with any area. And, you know, if there's one thing that I could, you know, help you guys with today, I, I, I would say that's a big one because that's really what you're going to be focusing on. Right. And what you focus on, you move toward, you know? Okay. And let's say you're focusing on what's missing and what's not there like the lack of opportunities and sales being low and everyone's, you know, the interest rates are so high, right. And there's, there's less opportunities and no one's buying and no one's selling, right. Like all these things, like if we think about that, 
you know, even if it's not true, you know, those beliefs can really put you in a downward spiral with your mindset. Yeah. Right? It'll bring you down. Yeah. And one of my biggest breakthroughs, and, you know, I've shared this many times, but I think this could help a lot of you guys is that, you know, just because you have a thought doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Right. True. And something that I try and question a lot is like, what beliefs do I have that aren't true? Right. And I think that's something that we should always ask ourselves and self-reflect because there's some beliefs I know in my life that have helped me back tremendously for, for long periods of time. And even still, and I try to become self-aware and analyze those things a lot so that I can get to that next level and, you know, break that belief of what it actually looks like to be successful and, you know, not just like in your business, right. But like your physical health and, you know, what we're all trying to chase after is really happiness, right. And happiness and fulfillment looks a little bit different from everybody, but I believe that if you, you know, are fulfilling all those check boxes, like you'll, you'll feel good because you're making progress. Right. Correct. And that's really what this is all about. You know, so you guys can see some, some serious progress. Okay. So, um, does that help? Then yes. It, yes, it does. Okay, cool. Perfect. So let's ask someone else, Tris. So you've gone another lucky, lucky person today. Okay. Let's let's pick on Marcy. Miss Marcy up there. What is holding you back, girl? Well, thank you so much um, for this opportunity. Mine is really, I'm wanting to focus on fitness, to be honest. I know I'm in real estate. Um but my thing is, for me, if I don't feel good about myself, I can't really excel like I want to. And I've been dealing with my weight for a long time. And I feel that if I have a breakthrough with fitness in itself, I know that I could sell, excel more with everything else in my life. So that's what I really want to focus on is fitness and getting my mindset because I have all the equipment and everything here at my home, but I can't seem, I talk a lot and say, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But I never do it. And when I have paid for someone else to coach me and to um, help me get to where I want to get to, I seem to do pretty good, but I cannot do it on my own. And that's the challenge that I have. Like, okay, so like that, I, I can totally understand. So what do you, what do you feel like it is that creates like that habit of procrastinating and putting it off or not holding yourself accountable? Cause that's really what it is, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, I, I did write down what you said about what beliefs in your life are not true so that you can change that thing in your mind. I understand that part. I haven't actually you know, wrote down a list, a checklist to go so, by. Then. I think this will really help you. So, you know, self-confidence, like a lot of times we think about it as like this, like evolving, like moving thing that it's like, how do we get that? Right. But it's actually just a self thing, right? Like you don't, you only need you to overcome this Marcy. So like the cool thing about self-trust is you can build that on your own. Like you can have someone like myself or Trista help you do that. But self-trust is, is how self-confidence is really built, right? And self-esteem. And just like that success cycle, like you can reverse that and erode it and destroy it immediately. So like if Marcy says, 
I'm going to go to the gym on Monday, right? Or just let's say we're going to wake up at 6 a.m. and we're going to do the workout because it's at your house. You have all the equipment, yes. right? Yes. And you have all the stuff and you have the plan, the game plan, you're going to do it, but then you don't do it, right? On Monday, well, you're just like, I'm, it got busy this Monday schedule, you know, so we're going to do it Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday comes around and you don't do it too, right? Yeah. After you've already told yourself that you're going to do it. Well, then Wednesday comes around. Not only are you more likely to say, fuck it again, right? And put it off one more time. <laughs> yeah. But now you've built this relationship with yourself where you don't even trust yourself, right? Because now you're just like, you keep putting it off and putting it off for quote unquote tomorrow, right? And tomorrow never really comes in a lot of cases because we just keep kicking the can down the road. And, you know, with fitness, that self-confidence that you can bring to the table in real estate or when you come to talk to that client, there's another Tina, right? Well, if she's working out and she's got her confidence because she follows through and does the things that she knows she's going to do, well, she's going to get the deal every time because, you know, she automatically has that confidence about what she's, you know, the real estate in your case, like you're, you're, you know, the decision that they're going to make. And another thing is, you know, the conviction and enthusiasm that you have about whatever it is, you know, is going to reflect on the way you feel about yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in what we do, like something that I like to do is we we read over fresh testimonials, right? Or breakthroughs or like some lady that just got off like blood pressure, cholesterol and not off, you know, not pre-diabetic anymore. Like that's huge, right? That's life-changing. Yeah. That's extending someone's life and saving it in a lot of cases. And so if we can focus on why we're doing something and it becomes less about us, like that selfish need of survival, then it becomes more about your why and that you're really trying to make, get the person to make a better decision in their best interest with integrity, rather than just trying to sell them on the house or or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And I believe those two things are very much in alignment because, you know, your, your mindset, your emotion, and that self-trust piece is so much connected, right? Because if you keep like going back to the workout situation, if you're putting it off and that self-trust is low and you're destroying your confidence and esteem, then, you know, that's going to reflect with your sales and the way that you guys market it, your, you know, to your people and how you do life and the relationships you have with your, your kids and your siblings and your peers and your family and everybody that you help and communicate with. Right. And so, yeah, learning able to move your body and like get in that peak state is one of the, hugest blessings about working out, you know, not just the physical, the mindset piece of saying, you know, when I do something, I I say, I'm going to do it and I do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's how you can really build that self-confidence piece too. I see. I know I go through a problem with, um, see, I come from a medical background. I've done 30 years in x-ray and I, my husband is always telling me this, you think that you can save everybody. You think you got this big old cape. I'm I'm very much into doing something for someone else, but not for myself. When I get ready to get started, I say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for myself when it comes to exercising. Time goes by. I don't do it. Somebody calls me. Hey, Marcy, uh, can you look at this property here and there and all this stuff? I go out. I go out of the way and I do everything that I can for them. But I always put myself last. And it's been like that for years. Even before I even became a real estate agent, I'm always putting someone else first before myself. With your kids. 
I'm yeah. going to add something in here, Marcy. And I think we've talked about this before, but you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. You are not able to help them the way that they need to be helped. If you aren't full yourself, you have to learn to take care of yourself first. And this is one of the most, I think, impressionable things that I've learned from working with Josh is how to hold myself accountable because it's not just health and fitness. It's with my business, making the calls, doing my newsletter, everything else that we talk about is, you know, I have to hold myself accountable. I may not want to do it, but it's crucial to the success of my personal or professional life. And that's those non-negotiables. You've got to make that a non-negotiable for yourself that no matter what you need to fit that in. If it's rescheduling with a client, client says, Hey, I'd love to see this house at three. I'm like you, I'll be like, tell me when and where, and I'll be there. But if I've put on my schedule that I need to exercise from three to four, I need to have the same respect for myself that I would have for somebody else's schedule and say, you know what? I've got a commitment from three to four. How's 430 sound? Or I'm free tomorrow at whatever time. Okay. And then going back to what you said about, you know, or what Josh was talking about and your confidence with yourself when you're going out, you know, and meeting with sellers or meeting with buyers is if you can't trust yourself, how are you expecting someone else to be able to trust you? Like Mm -hmm. if you're, promising yourself that you're going to do something and then you don't do it. How are you going to be able to do that same thing for somebody else? You're promising to get them the you know best terms. How are you going to hold that promise to them if you can't hold promises to yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is like not just with fitness though. I use it as an example, but you could, this could be an email. This could be a conversation with a loved one, conversation with a client that was like, they're trying to cancel or something, right? You know, all these things, you know, are, the things we try to avoid, right? And, you know, trying to put those at the forefront of what you do will empower you and change your identity, you know? And one thing that I would say too, is that to kind of go off of what Tris was saying is that, you know, goals don't get met, but your standards do, right? And I would write that down too for you guys. Yeah. Right? So what standard do you have for yourself, right? Like, do you allow people just to walk all over your schedule? And like Trista was saying, like, if you're, planning to work out between three and four and they call up and you just hop to and drive over there like that eventually at a certain point is going to you know like you're just not going to show up at your best and you're not holding yourself to the highest standard because it has to be a must right yes mm-hmm. think about the things we do for loved ones when like shit hits the fan right like if a bill needs to get paid and no one else can pay it and we come to the table to have to pay that thing. We find a way every single time. Okay. Thank you, know? you. Yeah, David, I could definitely repeat that. So I would, so yeah, write this down. So goals don't get met standards do. Like another way to look at it is like, you could say, show me your standards and show me your life. Right. Because I could have everybody stand up right now in a huge room beyond everyone to hear and I could look at their body and I could tell by the way they look what their rituals are. You know, this is just with fitness, but like, think about how this would be with your relationship with your kids, right? Like, are you present? Or are you on your phone? You know, and not even there. Do you disconnect every time you're there? I mean, we're all guilty of it. I am too. Um, you know, one thing that I do in the morning that I've shared uh, many, many times is I have a morning routine. I use a process called priming. It's like 10 minutes and it's, 
instead of opening my phone in the morning and I could actually drop it, I think in the, in the chat here, um, it's basically just 10 minutes. It's, it's a breathing exercise, but before you open your phone and your messages, it's a something that you're feeding your ears with. Right. And essentially it just starts out and it focuses on your heart. You know, we all are given the heart. It beats a hundred thousand times a day and we didn't have to do anything shit. Right. We're given that at birth. And as long as it beats, we live. I mean, that in itself, guys, is a pretty powerful thought. And if you could focus on that every day, I believe your life will change, you know, because it's a gift, right? You don't have to do anything for it. And the things that we get upset about, a lot of them are so petty, you know, and so like don't even matter. And putting yourself in that position where you're grateful when you first start out your day. I know for me, before I started doing this, I was in a constant state of reaction the first two, three minutes of every part of my day, I was like stressed or worried about whatever that message or email or bill I had to pay or whatever it was. And that's the way that I would start my day. And it was in a constant state of like scarcity and fear. And that's what you want to try to avoid. Like the, the mindsets that'll put you in the rabbit hole of like negativity and make you feel like you can't do anything or focusing on what's missing, focusing on what's not there and the scarcity and fear, which is really you know, which goes with that. Right. So after the first part, when, you know, focusing on your heart, it beats hundred thousand times a day, then you just focus on three things that are really grateful for. And for me, the first three things I try to make them big and small. So it's not just like, you know, the house with the roof over your head, but also like, you know, my, my daughter's face smiling, you know, in the sun or something like that. Right. Like something simple, but like still just as amazing and just, uh, you know, your health, right? Anything, an interaction, a conversation, this will probably be on mine tomorrow, right? This meeting. So something like that. And what's interesting about this is that there's a part of our brain that actually filters out all the things that you shouldn't be focusing on and looks for the things that you should be. So this process actually over time will actually teach your brain to start looking at, at what you have and what you're grateful for. And it's a process that I believe that everyone should learn because it will change your life. And if you guys don't have 10 minutes, you know, to focus on yourself. And again, like we were just saying, you don't have a life, you know, and that's, that's a belief that I have. And you could write that one down too, <laughs> because really, if you can't put those 10 minutes for yourself in the morning to have a, a framing of your day, that's every day is a beautiful day. And it's an opportunity to, to be able to get what we do. And you know, another thought that I, I tend to think about on the daily is two thirds of the world lives on $2 a day. I mean, that's, that's the truth guys. So two thirds of the world is on $2 a day. So our biggest nightmare is someone's biggest dream. And that's, that's the truth, you know? So after the three things of gratitude, you know, I, I go through a little prayer, um, you know, whatever your higher power is, you know, um, I think of healing for healing for myself, for my family, for my community, for you guys, for anybody that I'm able to interact with and, and talk to. And then the last thing is I think of three big goals and I envision them as done, but not just like have them think of them, like think about what life's going to be like once you have those goals, right? Like what, what's your biggest goal in real estate? Even if you don't think it's possible, you know, like, what does it look like? You know, I have quite a few goals that I could show you even right now that um, I wrote down several years ago and like part of them I'm living, you know, and, and at the time I, I felt stupid writing them on paper, 
you know, that may seem like, like, uh, hocus pocus, wacko stuff. But if you focus on something, you're going to move towards it. And with the mindset, there's nothing more powerful than that, in my opinion, because obsessive over something is not necessarily a bad thing. Whatever people tell you, I can tell you guys like obsessiveness in, in certain areas has really bought, brought the best things in my life because it's like your standard. If you won't settle for anything less then you know, that's what you're going to get. And it may not be on your timetable and it may happen, you know, 10 or 20 years after you, you know, but it will happen. You know, it, it's just a matter of time. hundred percent. Yeah. Does that, does that help you Marcy? Okay, cool. So Tris, let's, let's uh, ask someone else. I think this is, this is going pretty good so far. So far, so good. Any volunteers? Raise your hand if you want to volunteer for this. Otherwise, I'm going to pick on somebody and you're going to not like me for the rest of the day. You guys all have perfect mindsets. Like you, You'll love me tomorrow. Though. Dennis and Marcy were the only two ones that had bad mindsets <laughs> there. Man, you guys are awesome. Okay, I'm picking on Eric. Unmute yourself. What's going on, Josh? Eric, how you doing today, buddy? Oh, you know. I, I'm good today. Um, most of the time, though, when it hits, it's more of a burnout hit. Um, you know, you feel like you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. You're getting nowhere. I think you hit that a lot on the last time. Um, yeah. It's more just a burnout, though. You know, you try to get through them as quickly as possible so they don't affect as much as possible, you know, affect a lot. Um, for me, I just take a day off. Like a day off in the middle of the week or just a day off to decompress or like, well, I try to throw it into the weekend. Um, the, the week's a hard one to take a day off. Um, but it's definitely hard to get through the week. So what do you do whenever you have that burnout? So when you, when you think of like burnout, like, what do you feel like you're just, the work's monotonous. Or do you feel like you're not getting the result that you really want? It's just, uh, shoot. See, now that Trista picked on me, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, That's what we're here for. uh, It's crazy when you don't have it. Um, (laughs) So, you know, it's funny, Eric, because it's actually the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. And after, you know, time goes by, it's just, it's burnout. You're just tired of doing it. Yeah. If you don't get any results behind it, it's part of, you know, an affirmation that I use, you know, Ricky come up with the detached outcome. I want you to give me an example, Eric, of of something that would be like, um, like cold calling or like, or like, what is the thing that you're doing that you're getting burnt out on? So I can give a little more context to it. Honestly, you know, it's... It, yeah, cold calling will get you. Um, let, let's talk about it there. You know, that's where it comes more often. You know, if you're calling a ton and then you don't get a whole lot. Do you, are you like, do you feel like you're not getting a lot of people to answer? Do you feel like the, the people that are answering are just like hanging up on you and it's just like you're you're just spending a lot of time and not getting any like results? It, it, it's just a. Uh, Huh. I guess a lack of want to whenever it comes out. I I I, don't, I really don't know how to explain it. You kind of put me on the spot. It, and it's no, not it's like a 
currently occurring thing, it, I'm talking more of burnout. It comes about in yeah. everybody. It doesn't matter what oh, work yeah. you're at. Um, so, yeah, that's that's completely natural. Like net burnout is like super normal, you know. So how one do you thing, solve it? You know, one thing that you know is you focusing on your why. Like why why are you doing this? You know, like w- what's your why for like you doing all this? Mine, uh, you know, I've got a daughter coming. That that's a good start. Um, actually, that was my only twenty twenty vision board um right up there yeah um, daughter coming in june got a wife family starting you know um and we've worked for a lot so we we want to keep going we don't want to be stuck in this yeah little part so how so let me ask you this eric how important is it to you to give your daughter soon to be and your wife the life that they deserve uh it, it's everything you know right. You do whatever it takes, right? Yeah. So if you're willing to do whatever it takes for them, then, you know, that should be something that you should focus on when it's getting hard and it gets monotonous. Because, you know, a a big thing that I've noticed over the last couple of years is that we have a very skewed vision of what it actually takes, expectations to actually be great at something, you know? So whether it's in real estate or with fitness or being a good husband or, you know, anything like, you know, in the beginning, you're not going to be good at it, you know, and there's areas where you go through burnout and there's areas where you don't see results and there's, um, you know, you, you feel like it's a waste of time. But at the end of the day, if you know your why and you know that you're making a difference and that you have something that you're working towards it's a part of the game, you know, and, you know, you have to not give yourself a plan B in my opinion. Um, yeah. Just like James said, you know, um, and I've said this many times too, if you don't do it 10,000 times, then you're not there yet, man. You know, exactly. You know, even with a, a process of, you know, if, you know, sales, or influencing people to make a better decision. You know, the first person you have to influence is yourself, right? To make those calls before you can even get through to anybody, right? So if you can't even influence yourself, when it gets hard, like that tone in your voice, once you get person on the phone, you're almost at this like, you know, cause it's like what the 500, 500th dial, someone finally picks up, you know, and you're exhausted because you've been calling people and it's like, they can hear it in your tonality, right? I mean, I've, I've been there. I've done it. Sometimes we get in the ruts where you, you forget why you're doing it. That's why it's so important to, you know, for us, we focus on the testimonials, the before and afters, like the life-changing impact that we're making, you know, and for me, that's my why. And so when it gets hard and it gets, you know, tough and uncomfortable, like you got to dig deep, man, and keep repeating those successful actions, you know? Um, I know Trista has some some stuff for like the dialer and stuff could make that easier, right? Yep. Yeah. So, and another thing that this little light bulb just kind of went off as we were talking about this is going back when you get in those phases of burnout, going back to a space of gratitude. Look at where you were last year compared to this year. Look at where you were at five years ago and where you're at now and seeing the growth, even though sometimes it feels like, man, I 
have made 1500 dials this week and I only got 10 emails. Well, that's 10 emails added to my database that I didn't have previously. And if I look back over the last year, how many of those, you know, small wins did I have from doing those actions, going back to that gratitude, the place of gratitude of, I am so grateful for the growth that I have seen. Give yourself a little bit of a break, but then get back to it because that that growth isn't going to continue to happen if you just stop. Exactly. Okay. So I want to cover something else here and it's the fear of rejection. And people get in this mindset of as soon as they're rejected, they can't move forward. They get stuck. Um, So what are some, or what do you feel, Josh, are some self-limiting beliefs that lead to that rejection trap? Um, You know, here's the thing, guys, like persistence and like, especially with what you guys do, follow-up is going to be huge because one of the biggest limiting beliefs that I used to have was that you know, you reach out to one person and they don't answer, don't call you back or message you back from a text, like then you should never bug them again, which the numbers and science will tell you that it takes like seven to eight reach outs or interactions before you can actually initiate or engage something, you know, depending upon what the industry is, that's pretty average. And, um, you know, if, uh, that's like the bare minimum. It's almost like 10,000 hours. Like, how can you expect to be great at anything? It would be absolutely unreasonable for you to be good at something if you haven't done it, you know? And it's like, are you asking the universe to be, to give you this unique, like, you know, skill set that you have to earn, you know, to do. And um, if you can't, you know, go through that process, it's really just a, just a waste of time. And here's the other thing too, guys. One thing that I would say, you guys are obviously not dabblers because you're here, but like what I mean by dabblers is something, someone that goes from like real estate to like, you know, construction to like being a lawyer to like all these things, because you see a lot of progress in the beginning, right? Cause you're learning all these things and you're, you're becoming new to it. But after a while, like Eric, you know, shared, like you hit a spot where you're like doing the same amount of work and you hit a plateau, right. And you're not seeing the results. And for Dennis too, right? I think that's part of it as well. Like you're not seeing the results that you want to see and that's normal. And, you know, I'm here to tell you guys that that's a part of this process, part of the game. And then if you don't push through and keep working, the problem that people get is they back off the gas and energy and output in those seasons. And, and my encouragement would be for you guys is to take an actual step today. like one thing you could take away from this is when you do get in those seasons, like make some decisions and and actionable steps that you're going to do to like, you know, not give into it. Right. Cause it like with Marcy was what she was saying is just like, even with the fitness, right. You could put it off till tomorrow, but that all it's going to do is not only erode your psyche, your mindset about your self-trust with yourself, but cause it's not just about the physical in that case with Marcy. Right. Like she's, she's fucking off the work off workout but she's actually eroding her identity at the same time. Right. Which is going to carry over into real estate. It's going to carry over into her family life. It's going to carry over into everything she does. Right. And after doing that enough times, then it becomes a habit and then it becomes who you are eventually if you continue to do it. And the people that we talk to, I mean, it's the worst of the worst, you know, 20, 25 years of procrastinating. And it's like trying to get them to make a decision and not just stop procrastinating. It's, it's so much more than, than just giving them a game plan and holding them accountable. 
it's like a century, quarter of a century of like these inset bad habits and mindsets, right? They just pull you back to the old self. And it's like psychology, it's like, it's constant, like, like, you know, it's, it's beyond, you know, the normal, you know, status quo, but like, if you guys can make these shifts and decisions, it'll, it'll really, you know, teach you that, you know, hitting those plateaus and those, those sticking points is a part of the game. And then if you push through enough, then you hit another breakthrough, you know, and it will happen. It just happens on different timetables for all of us. Cool. All right. Terry has her hand raised. I'm going to touch on a couple things before I take some questions. So first takeaways for today, start your days with gratitude. That's a practice that you can all start when you wake up tomorrow morning, really prime your brain and your framework. What framework are you working from for that day? Um, If you immediately are reactive and stressed out and thinking of everything that you don't have, that's how the rest of your day is going to go. If you wake up and you prime your brain to be in a great spot um, coming from gratitude, you're going to have that much better of a day. That's the framework that your brain is going to operate from for the rest of the day. So when you get up, Prime your brain, really visualize what you want, where you're going, what that looks like, how that feels. Um, I've even worked with a couple of coaches that go, you know, when you're doing your visualization, what are the smells? What are the tastes? Like really embody what that would feel like, not just what you would have and what you would accomplish, what your life actually looks like in all senses um, and what you're grateful for. I think that's a, 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 big thing. So if you start your day with three things you're grateful for and three goals that you want to hit and really visualizing and priming your framework in the morning, it doesn't take more than 10 minutes. You are going to see immediate change by the end of the week. I guarantee you, your days are going to start going better. Um, Something that I would add to that, even if you guys don't want to take 10 minutes, I'll even shrink it down. Cause like, I know everyone's busy here and be like, oh, 10 minutes. I don't like to do that. I have kids, you know, I'm busy in the morning. Like even just go into like a closed environment and like turn off the lights, close your eyes and just focus on one thing, just one thing, not 10 things, not three things that you're really grateful for. And actually, you know, feel like what it feels to be really grateful and sit there for like two minutes, even, you know, if you can. And again, close your eyes. Like I actually believe there's a lot when there's it's dark and you're not listening to anything else. Maybe like I would put on maybe like, some pure moods or like ocean or like something like that. That's relaxing. Like don't listen to any outside feeding and just think about something that you're really, really grateful for, you know, not just like, you know, thank you, but like something you really truly are grateful for. And again, it was just, it'll teach your brain to go towards that. And, you know, that's one thing that's, you know, it's powerful. You know, Tristan knows. Yep. So that's your takeaways from today. Start getting super grateful. Um, and then yeah, I was say, if we had time, I would have everybody go through and, and say what that actionable step would be. But maybe what you guys could do is just write it down. If you guys have notes or a pad or paper, just say like one thing that you're going to do, you know, and keep the barrier low. Cause like I said, you know, if 10 minutes is too much, try and do two minutes, you know, try and do something, you know, Make it so that you know you're going to do it. You want to start showing yourself that you're able to keep promises to yourself. That's how you build your self-trust, which leads to being more confident in what you're doing. So there you have it. 
Okay. Now, oh, I like that one, Margie. Call in the Zoom room. You'll be in here this week. I guarantee it. Let's go with Leisha. What is your question? You have your hand up. You're muted. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like Marcy trying to, you know, the fitness goals. I've got a trainer now and I'm going twice a week. And God knows if I didn't have her, I wouldn't be going. Um, but she's helping me. I may increase that to three times a week. Um, but I'm trying to transition from being a nurse to being a real estate agent. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. I want, you know, and it's as I get older. I don't feel I have. I'm sorry. The kid no, as much as I did. I'm 56. And I'm kind of mad at myself because I used to be a lot more of a go-getter. And let me ask you this: so, like, what do you feel like is the what is the what is the thing that you focus on that really stresses you out? Like that you didn't do it fast enough, that you didn't make the transition when you were younger. Like, what is it? Didn't do it good enough. Right, that you don't feel good enough about yourself, right? Well, I can tell you after like myself and helping, you know, in this case now thousands of people that we've been able to help is that the two beliefs that we all have a habit of going towards is the fear of failure and the fear of not being enough, right? Those are like the two big ones. So they're not your thoughts. They're the human brains. So like if you can think of it instead of owning them. And know that it's like a software that runs in all of our heads. I believe that will empower you to not own them and take them as yours. And just know that I have to develop like working out, like a habit to shift the way that I think about that. And know that if you let the, the, the software that comes from the factory run, that that's the way we all feel about ourselves. Like every single person on this call, whether they're willing to admit it or not, I would put money on it that they would agree with that. Yeah. Maybe not in the same story, in the same frame, but it's the same exact feeling. I promise you. The other day, I felt so anxious about everything that I'm trying to accomplish. <laughs> I actually journaled. I've got Penzu second so journal on online, and I have different journals for different things. Like I have a gratitude journal, and I have a you know like, different journals. Like and you're so, like you should like listen to like the things you're listening off like. If I could tell you like how many people I wish could do a fraction of that, that I get started on making the first step, like you got to give yourself more credit. Like that's a huge part of, of this thing is because, you know, if let's say some other person on this call or Trista had a big achievement in real estate or something, you would probably look at them like, oh my God, that's amazing. But if you, if it happened to you, I could promise you, you probably wouldn't give yourself, oh yeah, I did that. Like you could probably list off the things that you achieved and you probably wouldn't give yourself hardly any credit for it. Is that fair to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I had to sit there and I had to journal. This is a process I'm learning. It took me four years to become a nurse. I've been a nurse for 30 years. You know, everything's hard at the beginning. That's worth doing. You know, I had to sit there and give myself a pep talk on the journal going, <laughs> You're doing this. It may not happen as fast as you want it to happen, 
but you're doing that. And that's another thing. And Marcy, I can relate to the weight thing. Um, you know, I'm not 25 anymore. The weight doesn't want to come off. And I think part of it is hormones and the weight doesn't want to come off like it did. So I've been working out, but it's also the diet becomes so much more important and I got to get that down and I got to, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like a lot. Yeah. And it becomes overwhelming with everything going on. Yeah. 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 And you've, you've achieved so much already. I could tell even just with the things that you're doing, you got to give yourself some grace, you know, because the thing that will happen is you'll get to the next goal and you'll achieve it. And you, you're not going to give yourself any credit. You're going to be like, is this all there is? Yes. You know, it'll be something else. So what I can say to you, and we can talk about this more one-on-one you and I, because I struggle with a lot of the same things where I felt like, I did life backwards. I got married and had kids really young and I was working Mm -hmm. part-time and, you know, looking back at this is what got me trapped for a while in real estate was I felt like I should have been so much farther along that if I would have took that leap of faith sooner, if I would have, you know, just gotten licensed sooner, how much farther I would be in my real estate career. I mean, I've got over 25 years experience, not as a single agent, but what would my life look like if I would have just taken it, you know, taken it more seriously or put more effort into it? Where could I have been? That is a trap because here's what I came to the belief on that we are exactly where we need to be in our journey, regardless of who else is doing what, who else has sold what, who else is number one in their market. It doesn't matter because that's not your journey. You are on your journey. And so really taking a look at what you have done is going to be, you know, and giving yourself credit for that. Did she just disappear? She did. Okay. Well, I'll talk to the rest of you on that. So that's really important is, you know, also what Josh said is giving yourself credit for things because, you know, for example, this past year was my first year doing commercial real estate transactions. Never in a million years would I think that I was doing commercial real estate transactions and not small ones either, massive ones, something I never imagined I would be doing. Coaching, another thing. Um, You know, when Ricky came to me and was like, hey, you want to be a coach? I was like, really me? You think I can be a coach? And he said, well, if I didn't think so, I wouldn't be asking you. So we don't give ourselves enough credit a lot of the times. Um, Okay, Alicia, you are still here. Good. I didn't see you. I was like, where'd she go? so yeah, we'll talk more on that. Then. So, so to go back to Alicia, like, you know, you have a lot of things that you are doing that make you self-trustworthy, right? So like looking at those things and actually giving yourself credit. And I don't mean like, you know, just giving yourself a little like credit for it. And I can tell you, you know, you're so hard on yourself, right? And I come from that same cut of wood. So I, I can resonate with that tremendously, and you can utilize that to push you very far, but you got to be careful with it because it'll make you miserable. Absolutely miserable. And I've been there. So yeah, thank you. So, so use it as a driver, but like you're good enough, you deserve it. You're worth it. And you're going to crush it, you know, and just know that like Trista said that like, you know, everything in life happens for you, not to you and write that down, you know, because when things start happening to you and it's like me, 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 like play the me game, you know, this is not about you or me. It's about a greater purpose, right? Contribution, making an impact. 
And when it becomes about that, then, you know, here's another thing that was a big, big, like breakthrough on my journey is you cannot be like sad and depressed about anything, anything without thinking about yourself. So I come from a long line of depression and, you know, my parents died young, you know, um, a lot of like, not a horrible household, but just like alcohol and like pessimism, like negativity. And like, it was um, just as a kid and as a child, it's like trauma, you know, and it's not like the worst upbringing, but it's also not like joyness and happiness and focusing on the things that we're talking about here today, you know? And, um, you know, with that being said, like, you know, you got this. It's just seriously like, you know, like you, you, you've come a long way and you are worth it and you've done amazing and the timing for everything is perfect. And if you didn't learn the things and the things that happen already for you, then you wouldn't be here today. You know, I'm extremely grateful for just the awareness of personal development of like looking for the things that are like I'm lacking and not. So here's the big switch. I think that'll be for you is flipping it, not being like, I suck. I'm not good at this. And being like, these are some things I need to work on. Right. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing because self-reflection being self-aware of those areas, um, you know, at the highest level for like Trista and, you know, all the people that are high performers, like, you know, it's, we look at those areas, you know, the whole thing is not obsessing about them and saying, I suck. I'm not good at this, you know, play the shame game and you lose every time, you know, for sure. Thank you. Deborah. Hello. Hi, Deborah. How you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. This has been good so far. Uh, I think the thing that I deal with is technology. Um, I get hung up and I'm one of these that I'm just going to figure it out. I'm just going to figure out how to fix this. And then I find myself exhausted because I haven't really reached out to anybody. I'm trying to do it myself without help. And um, at the end of the day, I realize I haven't gotten my, my goals, um, you know, accomplished. So um, that that's the, the issue that I deal with more than anything. Yeah. So like, do you feel like you just spend too much time on that thing trying to figure it out rather than offload the task? Uh, whether than what you feel like you spend too much time on it and you could be more, more productive if you offloaded that task. Is that what you yes. think? Okay. Maybe so, but I, I really don't have a lot of um, people, I guess, to, for help to go to for help. Right. Yeah. So have you thought of getting like someone like a personal assistant, like part-time? To do those kinds of things for you? Uh, I would if I had more volume. Right now, I don't feel mm -hmm. like I have anything to justify, you know, paying someone to do something like that yeah. for me. I uh, would probably do it in the future. But at, at this point, you know, I think it's a little soon. What makes you what holds you back from like increasing the volume so you can create that opportunity for not only yourself, but for someone else? Well, I think I I really do. You know, I'm a grandmother. My mom lives down the street from me. Um, I think I get caught up. on it, it, It's like I don't really protect my time. 
And um, I end up doing stuff for everybody else a lot. Well, like Marcy and like, I think Alicia said that as well. Like, you know, it's uh, it's being able to say no, right? Yes. I'm learning how to say no a little bit better, but it's it's not easy. Yeah. Depending upon what kind of calendar you guys use, I'm, I'm assuming you guys all use some sort of schedule or calendar, like blocking off that time. And just like, like I said earlier in, in the call, it's like having a standard and that's like, you know, obviously within reason of like emergency situations and, and stuff like that, like, you know, stick to your schedule, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of cases, if you think about your schedule and your, your plan, like that's a kind of a blueprint for where you want to be. Right. Like I've heard so many high level people that succeed in all areas. Like, you know, if you look at someone's how they spend their time and you can see how their life ends up being, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like, there's a little nugget I will leave with you guys in regards to leverage. If you can take 25% of your annual income and give that away to either a virtual assistant to do so many things for you, like certain tasks every week, whether it be your social media, your newsletter, um, or, you know, handing out, sending out letters or note cards or checking in with your sphere. Um, if you can take 25% of your annual income and that would be able to pay somebody, you are at the point where you should be doing that. Yeah. So virtual assistance you can get for like, I've seen four bucks an hour, um, you know, five hours a week, that's 20 bucks a week. Yeah, I think we have, there's a bridge between creating like, you know, things like going to the post office and grocery shopping and meal prepping and like doing all these really low leverage tasks. You know, at a certain point, you guys need to learn how to let those go and um, focus on the things that can drive what you really want, you know? Yeah, if you sat down and you took the amount of money that you make in a year and divide it by, you know, the hours that you work, you're going to get to a number that shows you what you are worth per hour. Um, And I think that's a big eye opener. It's an exercise that I did. And when you start realizing like, okay, that's how much I make an hour. Would I pay somebody, you know, $107 an hour to go to the post office for me? No, I would not, Mm -hmm. but I'm losing out on that time. And it's a waste of my time and my money for me to be doing those things. Um, So then you got to start delegating and figuring out how to leverage your time, Um, but also respect your time. I know for many, it's an issue that I still struggle with. My family feels not my immediate family, but like, you know, my extended family, they feel like, oh, you're a realtor. You have the freedom to come and go as you please and do whatever you want. And you work from home, so you're not really working. That's kind of the attitude and the mentality that they have. Oh, call Trista. She's home. Oh, call Trista. You know, she, I'm sure she's free. And it's like, no, I have, it's a business. It's a, you know, I'm an employee of my own business and I have to respect my business hours the same way I would if I had to go clock in somewhere. Um, so set your own business hours. You know, um, this this has been very helpful for me because one thing that I do, I have a, fa- a sick family member who's a- able to work, but we um, he's on a um, he's on a raw diet to 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 heal from cancer. He's doing really really well, but like about two o'clock on a lot of days, I'm running to Walmart 
to go pick up, you know, vegetables and things like that. And I never thought about the fact that, you know, Walmart, they they actually will deliver food to me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm glad that I'm glad I brought it up because that I, I just didn't think about it. I pay for convenience all the time because it's worth it. My time is better spent doing the income producing activities that I need to do for my long-term success. I'd much rather pay somebody. This might sound ridiculous to some of you, but I, I'm willing to pay somebody 30 extra dollars just to pick up my groceries and bring them to me. Um, because if I were to do it, it would cost me 175 or whatever number it is. I'd much rather pay 30 than pay myself 175 to go and do that. Um, and that's business that I'm losing out on. So you got to think of things in terms like that. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Ask, yeah, Terry. Terry. Question? Oh, you're muted. Now, can you hear me? There yep. we go. I can hear you now. Okay. So my intention is to be constant and intentional every morning when I wake up. So this is what happens to me. Like um, my intention was I was going to work on my CRM and do my calls. So basically I started on my CRM and I was so intentional and so focused that I went all over the way up to 12 p.m., which I did not set my timer so I could get up at 5.15 a.m. And then just while ago, when I went to go make my calls, I was really rocking. And then I had internet issues. So then it took, I still stayed on it. I didn't get to do very long. But then I've got my next task that's blocked off. And I'm like, okay, I'm not in where I'm supposed to be right now. But I'm still trying to do the activities wherever I am in that time. What is your advice for that? So that sounds like your the, the skill set that you're lacking is maybe a little bit of focus. So it sounds like you got your, your calendar and your time blocked off, but you're not following it. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Yeah, but I, I'm still doing the task. I'm just not doing it at the time it is because this it either takes me more or less time. And then I'm, then I'm out of that flow on that next thing I was supposed to do, but I'm still focused on that task that I was just on. So I can relate to that because um, in some cases, I'd say I'm overly optimistic. Do you feel like that maybe is with your time? So you're thinking that you can do a task in a shorter time that actually takes you to do it. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. So what I would say is just like recommend maybe blocking off a little bit more time in those cases to where that you give yourself a little bit, be a little more realistic with it. Cause it sounds like you're just blocking off a certain amount of time. That's maybe just not, it's not realistic. Right. Gotcha. So then like, I was at 10, but I didn't go to bed at 10. I was still focused on the CRM. And when I looked up, so, it was 12. Right. So that's that's going to be a discipline thing. So like, in my opinion, setting an alarm to go to bed is more important than even waking up. Yes. For me, like, and I've shared this many times with Trista, that I don't set an alarm to wake up, but I set an alarm to go to bed. And okay. like any discipline, you have to be disciplined, right? Like when the alarm, when Google Calendar, whatever reminder you have come up, on your thing comes up, you have to, you know, willing to follow that thing, right? And so, no matter what I'm doing, just drop it and say, okay, I'm finished here. This is where I'm at to get me. Because here's okay. the thing, Terry, going back to the beginning of the call, what's going to end up happening is you're going to tell yourself you're going to do something and the next day, you know, you're going to end up just blowing it off again, right? 
Well, I didn't blow off my activity, so maybe not. No, no, I know, but like if you go to bed later, then you wake up later, you're not your best. You're not, you know, you're not feeling your best because you didn't get your rest. And then it carries over into the next thing, right? Yes. So just stopping what you're doing and just being disciplined about just like, you know, that being it. Okay. And you can only do what you can do. So let's say that you've set, you know, three hours of calling and you get to that three hours and you didn't get as far as you wanted. That's it. That's okay. That's where you are. And you've got to be accepting of the things that you did get done because there probably are other important things that also need to get done. So being realistic with your time, but also being disciplined on, okay, time is up. I need to do those other things now. I didn't get to where I wanted to be, but I got farther along than if I would have done nothing. Okay. That that helps because I was like, why am I it's like I'm sabotaging myself, but yet I'm still, I didn't know that the, you know, the internet was going to do that. And I was on a roll and I thought, oh, three hours. And then so my, what I would say to Terry is, is set yourself up for like uh, an hour before you actually go to bed, say like, you know, preset yourself to unwind. Right. So like I put like okay. evening routine. So what that means is like, I start, you know, like if I have to eat a last meal, like I have to, you know, read my 10 pages, like whatever that looks like that last like hour, right. you know, whatever that thing you do so that you're not like it's 10 o'clock and then you start getting ready to go to bed. Right. Like pre yourself ready to know that it's coming. That really helps me. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I could answer one more question. If you guys, if anyone else is available, I know we went a little bit over here. There's any other question? We good? Yeah. Awesome. This was a good one. That was really good. I liked it. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. You will all get the replay, the the recording. I'll send that out today. So you will all have that. Um, I will also be sending Josh's contact info if you guys want to reach out to him directly in regards to anything that he offers um, coaching-wise. And if you have any questions for him. Yeah. I just unmuted and I couldn't meet, unmute before. Can I still ask a question? Oh, well. absolutely. Yeah. Hi, I'm Adel and I'm new. My hey, first time here. cool. Um, I'm very, very happy and grateful to be here. I think it's a fabulous uh, class, mentors, questions, answers, um, gratitude, purpose. I, I learned so much. I'm starting to think here that this classes are about like, just be persistent and consistent. And it doesn't even matter what the results are. Or is this the sixty-day challenge class? Like, where am I? At? Where am I? Okay, so today is we're in the sixty-day challenge class. But yes, focusing on the action is going to get you a lot farther than focusing on the results. When you're, what did I just write down? Success equals attachment to action, not the outcome. It does not matter what the results are, because if you're doing enough of the right actions, the results are going to take care of themselves. Guaranteed? Yeah. Guaranteed. Yes. Yes. If you're making calls, you are guaranteed to have a conversation with somebody that's going to do business with you, if not now, in the future. Guaranteed. If you are ha- if you are calling people, if you're door knocking, whatever it is that you are doing, if you do the proper action consistently the results are going to take care of themselves. And well, how long do you give this? Like, when do you, for how long do you try? Everybody is on a different time frame. If I had a crystal ball, we would all be millionaires. For me, 
<laughs> here's how, <laughs> here's okay. how my, my journey went my first year as a solo agent, my first 30 days, I closed three listings. I got three listings. They all sold in 10 days. I was ecstatic. I thought I was going to crush it. I got a little arrogant about it. And I was like, this is going to be fucking easy. I got this. Um, Nine months later, I did not have a single other transaction. I didn't know where my next deal was coming from. I had no idea where I was going or how I was going to get there. So I went from thinking I was going to crush it to not having a deal closed for nine months. I was living off three transactions for the entire year. That was not sustainable. Some people go two years without getting any transactions and they hit their, you know, year two, they get their first transaction. Some agents close a hundred deals in their first year. So it, I don't want to say it has to do with luck because I don't believe in luck. I believe it's the work and the effort that you put into it in finding the right method of what you're doing. If you are good on the phone, then calling is your thing. If you're not good on the phone and you're way better in person, door knocking should be your thing. Um, if you, you know, it, it you got to find what you're going to do, number one, because you know yourself better than anybody else. You got to find what you know you're going to do, and then you're going to come up with a process on being consistent and persistent and not worrying about the results and only focusing on the actions. So hopefully that. Uh, 60 days, like for 60 days, not worrying about the results for 30 days, for 10 days, I'm already two years. And I did close or, you know, I did not enough. I'm not, I I am, I'm, I'm doing work. I'm doing consistently. Um, and I was thinking of joining a team. I was thinking of, you know, a few things, but I want to know I, I could do the work. I'm, I'm good at it. I could be a very good student. Should I, I give myself a, a shot of how long in the group? Should I give myself a shot? I really could do the work and I am doing the work. I really am. Months. Give it six what? months, six months and see where you're at in six months. If you feel like you are not where you want to be in six months, I would definitely suggest going and joining a team because a team is going to give you the support, the mentorship, um, the camaraderie and the collaboration to get you a little bit farther. Sometimes there's just some things that you need to learn from someone else um, before you're able to really be that producing agent on your own. But I would give it six months. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And when is Ricky's? When is Ricky's um, session? Ricky is doing a call Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, so 5 p.m. Eastern. That's every week? Uh, he's only doing it this next Monday. Okay. You connected me to him? Like, you gave yeah. me the thing? Yep. You should have, it should show up on your calendar. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. You're welcome. Josh, and the other one. It was, Absolutely. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I would say is just take a reflection and be aware of like, sometimes we think that the amount of reach outs or calls or whatever the thing is, it's just, it's, it's not enough. The expectation is so much lower than what it actually takes. Like the volume, think of volume guys, like, like everything in life is a volume game. Like when we're not getting the results we want, typically it's because we haven't done it enough. We're not doing it enough. Right. Like you think you're going to go on your first date and you're going to meet the woman of your dreams or the man of your dreams, right? What if it was 500, right? What if it took 500 calls before you could actually get the person on the phone that's going to buy the house, right? It's qualified. That really wants to work with you. You're really going to change their life, right? 
like we have a very low, like that was my biggest, like I, you know, thing is I just wasn't doing enough, you know, in some cases I still have to think it's not enough, you know? Josh, what is that thing you say about expectations? Expectations lead to disappointment. Is that what it is? Something I mean, like if you could change, change expectations for appreciation, then the whole game changes, right? Because when you expect things to happen and you expect things like it, it can give you like, cause the things that you don't have control over and you expect that can leave you like, you know, missing the mark. Because if you, if you have control over it and you do a hundred reach outs in a day or a hundred, whatever's like you have control over that, right. You don't need to expect someone else to do that. You can just do the thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Thank you all for your time. Thank you, Josh, again. I will send out the recap, Josh's contact info. We just started a podcast called Different Breed. Episode one was released last week. We're going to be doing that monthly. Eventually, it'll work into weekly. I will send you all the info. All right. That is the end of this episode. Hopefully, like I said, you guys got a ton of value out of that. Feel free to reach out, drop comments, share, spread the love. We are here for you if you need us. See you next time on Different Breed. Mm -hmm.